Hey, Story Pirates listeners, Lee here. I'm so excited for today's episode because we have more special guests than we have ever had. Not only do we have the amazing actor Satya Baba, we also have four former stars of Broadway's Jersey Boys, Michael Longoria, Nicholas Dromard, Dominic Nolfi, and Quinn Van Antwerp. All of that and more coming up after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, eyes here. It's time for me to hear, for the first time, my symphonic masterpiece, my magnum opus, my e pluribus unum, my opagognum style. Does everyone have their instruments? Yes, Lee. And you've all been practicing? Yes, Lee. And you all allowed yourselves to absorb the spirit, the very essence of the music, the pulsing melodic vision I painstakingly infused into each and every note, the memories of my youth, the pieces meant to evoke? Uh-huh. Benny. And a five, and a six, and a seven, and a go. <laughs> I've heard quite enough. That was incredible! Exactly how I wrote it! My submission to the Terrible Music Festival is now complete. And now we can spend the rest of the day relaxing without distraction. Attention, underwater Viking ship! Please alter your course immediately! Who is that? You're messing up my shot! Please vacate the underwater premises. His shot? What's going on? Is someone shooting a movie down here? Uh, look out the window. There's a small submarine. Must be where the voice is coming from. Hello? Can anybody read me? I'm trying to film this coral reef nor in the way. Move! <gasps> hey, I know that voice. That's Kurt Abernathy. Kurt Abernathy? Are you kidding? The director of Fishboy? And Fishboy 2, 3, 5, and 7. Wait, who directed Six? Doesn't matter. It's, it's not, not canon. canon. And you're sure that's him? I'd know that voice anywhere. He plays Sebastian St. Salmon, the villain in Fishboy 8, Bigger, Fisher, Faster. I thought the series ended at 7. 8 is technically a prequel, not to be confused with the standalone film Fast Fish 8, which is also a prequel, but only to the second movie. The one with that famous line, Hope you brought your swimsuit, because it's fish o'clock, my friend. Which means it's time for a swim in the water where I live. 
clunky. I can't believe Kurt Abernathy is here, under the water, annoyed with us, <laughs> of all people. What does he mean we're in his shot, though? He can't possibly be filming one of his movies this deep under the ocean. I'll ask. No, no, let me. I know the language of show, after all. <clears throat> Mr. Abernathy, sir, what are you doing down here? Okay, the language of show sounds a lot like English. I'm shooting B-roll for my latest picture. Cool! B-roll? Oh, I know what that is. See, there's the A-roll, which is when they film the principal actors and the scripted scenes. And then there's the B-roll, where they film exteriors and landscapes and accidentally film me sneaking onto the set so I can get a picture of Blythe Danner. Ask him what his movie is about. Maybe it's the rumored Fishboy 12, Fish Frenzy. Excuse me, sir, what's your movie about and do you need an actor? Now, if you must know, it's called Fishboy 12. Three hours of uninterrupted underwater car chases. And I'm down here to film a bunch of, well, you guessed it, car chases. Wait a second, do you? Do you need help? Because we're free. Yeah, let us help, please. Yeah, come on, please. Well, since you said please, lower your hat. Kurt is coming aboard. Yes! This is going to be epic. To quote the character Fishboy himself, Kurt Abernathy is the greatest director of his generation. They say that in the movie? Where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Mr. Abernathy, what do you think of our ship? Do you need anything? Like a tea or perhaps 10 to 12 copies of my headshot? <laughs> I have a smiling one and a grimacing one. They show just how small my range is. Uh, no thanks. This is a pretty, uh, interesting place you've got down here. Thank you! If a set designer put this together for one of my movies, I'd say, no, no, this is not realistic. It's too odd and too bad. Thank you? Ah, you're welcome. Well, that's enough. Time for me to get to work. Wait, Mr. Abernathy, would you like to hear a story first? Of course! I could never say no to a story. Yes. yes. Okay, listeners, have you ever looked at a piece of art, you know, like a painting or a sculpture, and felt something that you didn't really understand? Like, maybe it made you feel happy, or maybe it even made you feel kind of mad. And maybe it made you so mad that you turned into a werewolf. Okay, so maybe that hasn't happened exactly to you, but... It might just happen to the main character in this next story, featuring the incredible doo-wop stylings of Michael Longoria, Nicholas Dromard, Dominic Nolfi, and Quinn Van Antwerp. And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, I'm Ruba. I'm 10 years old, and I live in New York. This is my story, Bad Art Werewolf. Begins once 
Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. I went to the National Art Gallery of New York, and my daddy came too. Cause he's a bad art werewolf. Yes, he's a bad art werewolf. Well, Daddy was cool as we strolled in through the big last Because he's a bad art, he's a bad art werewolf. He's a certified bad art, a bad art He's a bad art werewolf. He gets so He's a bad art werewolf. Oh, 
Alright, alright, I think that's enough critique. I haven't heard rave reviews like that since I made Fishboy 4, A Fish to Remember. I remember that one. Mr. Abernathy, I have so many questions for you. Like, why does Fishboy have human parents? And what is Fishboy's actual job? And why is Fishboy afraid of seaweed? How did Fishboy access the quantum laser at the bottom of the Harris Trench in the third film if he was in Oceanorium earlier that day trying to win back the love of Mermaid Queen Mermaloria Victoria? Well, you see... I have a question for you. Yes? Where's the rest of your crew? Why are you down here making a movie by yourself? Don't hundreds of people usually work on a big movie? If you must know, I fired them all. <gasps> Gasp! Why should I work with other people when I can do their jobs better than they can? I can hold a camera. I can roll sound. I can uh, do whatever it is a producer does. <laughs> Scream into the phone. Order lunch. <laughs> done and done, my man. I also prefer to work alone. Same. That's why I only do one-woman shows. It's not because no one wants to work with me on account of my shows historically being fire hazards, no matter what the blogs say. Why aren't you using computers to make your movie like you usually do? It's quite simple, really. I've dedicated 20 years of my life to telling stories about the ocean. Even before Fish Boy, there was my TV show, Fish Man, and my very unpopular indie film, Fish Dog. We'd shoot them on land, add a couple of animated fish, some sound effects, and Bob's your uncle. We'd recreated the sea. And I was fine with that. Until last year, when I finally chartered a submarine and went down to see the deep ocean with my own two beautiful eyes. Once I'd seen the real thing, I knew I couldn't go back to computers and actors in harnesses on ropes pretending to swim about. After all, when I directed Sand Tornado, we made an actual Sand Tornado. When I directed Big Dog, you'd better believe we found ourselves a real Big Dog. So why was I about to make Fishboy 12 without any actual fish? And when everyone told me it was a terrible idea, I fired them all and came down here alone. Ah, time to make Fishboy 12. Wait, what happened to Fishboys 9, 10, and 11? Nimini, that's a rude question. <laughs> Mr. Abernathy, we're ready to help. All right, then. Let's get to work. Peter, you're my camera operator. Yes. Eric, you're my script supervisor. <gasps> I don't know what that is. Nobody does. Nimini, you'll be in charge of lighting. Got it. I assume I'll be playing the lead, the role I was born to play. I'm getting more of a boom operator vibe from you, actually. Can you hold a big microphone? Oh, so the main character is a boom operator, huh? No, I mean you'll be operating sound for the film. Ah, uh, yes. A starring role for my ears. I love it. Mr. Abernathy, what are you going to do? Well, you see that ring-shaped coral reef over there? I'm going to set it on fire and drive a car right through it, destroying the whole thing in the process. What? I told you. The movie is three hours of uninterrupted car chases. It's time to race and chase. <laughs> Places, please. Is everybody ready? Wow, he got out there fast. Wait a second. What's he doing? Oh, no. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! This next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or 
a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Mr. Abernathy, you can't destroy that coral reef with a car. Yes, I can. If you love my movies, then you're no stranger to big underwater action scenes. But those are fake. This is real. You can't do this. Roll camera, roll sound, roll fire. No, I quit. Me too. I also quit, as do I. And I never agreed to do anything in the first place, but I do quit as well for sure. You can't quit. People don't quit my movies. I fire them. Roll camera, roll sound. No, 
Everyone, put the equipment down. We're walking away. I didn't say drop it. Fine, I'll just make the movie myself. I don't need you. I don't need anyone. But you do need us. Huh? Peter's right. You need us, Mr. Abernathy, because we're your biggest fans. We're your audience, and we love your movies because they're big and fun, and they don't make sense, but that's not the point. They're also beautiful, and they show the ocean as the amazing, incredible place it is. You yourself wanted to film down here because you fell in love with the ocean. So why would you do something to hurt it? Yeah, what Eric said. Huh. I guess I never thought of it that way. Hold on, I'm coming aboard your ship again so you can see my emotions in close-up. As I was saying, I shouldn't be destroying a coral reef and its inhabitants for the sake of a cool stunt. Even if the stunt is totally sick. Yeah! I shouldn't be making a big action movie at all. Huh? I should be making a big nature documentary. Yeah! With one car chase in it? No. Okay, got it. Just testing the parameters here. Huh, I guess Fishboy 12 will be shelved forever. Wait a second. That makes me kind of sad. I want to make my movie. How could I make my movie and my documentary? I think I know a way. Tell me more. Have you ever heard of a simul room? No, but you've piqued my interest. Follow me. I'll show you how it works. Okay, so essentially we can recreate anything you want. People, places, things, any noun, really. So actors will soon be obsolete. Finally. <laughs> I can't believe we got to meet our hero today. And convince him to do something truly heroic. I feel like I did some really good networking. I don't have an agent because of an incident involving me never having an agent. But if I did have an agent, I would call them right now. Should we do another story? Yeah! And here to introduce it is the author. Hi, I'm Milo and I'm nine years old. And I'm Theo and I'm seven years old. And we're from the UK. This is our story, The Bear Bread delivery? Everyone come and get your fresh specialty made-to-order bakery items. Let's see. I've got a multi-grain braided sourdough egg loaf. Oh, yummy, that's mine. Next, I have a chocolate babka holiday pretzel wreath. Oh, chef, it's perfect. And finally, I have five dozen buttercream cake bites. Hmm, those are mine. You must be planning quite the party. Nope. Okay, well, that's it for today's delivery, everyone. Oh, Chef, what would we do without you? I don't want to think about it. Thank you all. You know, now that I'm done with work for the day, maybe we could all hang out. Oh, look at the time. Gotta go. Sorry, gotta go. Ah, the curse of a baker. Everyone loves you for your bread, but no one stays to see you when the bread is gone. Anyway, time to get to work on tomorrow's orders. Back to my tiny bakery. Ah, just like I left it. A wide open door, flour spilled everywhere, and all my baking equipment gone. Wait a minute. My bakery has been stolen. Did someone say stolen? Huh? No need to worry, ma'am. I'm Detective Carl Jarvis. And I'm Detective Jarvis Carlson. Aren't you those detectives that have never solved a case because you're afraid of literally everything? Don't be ridiculous. We're not afraid of any. Uh, Jarvis? 
Who's that? It's our evil twins come to replace us. I knew this day would come. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Detective. <laughs> Detective. Huh? That's just your reflections in my mirror. Ah, uh, of course. Now what seems to be the problem? Someone broke in and stole all my baking supplies. Wait, Carl, come look at this footprint in the flower. That's not a footprint. That's a paw print. That's not just any old paw print. That's a bear claw print. Hey, Jarvis, aren't we incredibly afraid of bears? Yes, I think we are. Thought so. Should we scream and run away now? I think we should. Great. Ah! Wait, come back. They weren't any help at all, but they did find this bear claw print in the spilled flour. And look, flowery tracks leading out of the shop. I'm going to follow them to get my bakery back. Whoa, I've been staring down following these paw prints for so long, I didn't notice that I'm now up in the mountains. Wow! It's the secret cave that only bad guys can enter. Did, Did someone say bad, bad guys? guys? Oh, not you two. When bad guys call, we always answer. You're just gonna get scared and run away in like five seconds. That's the old Jarvis and Carl. The new Jarvis and Carl walk headfirst into danger with not a care in the... Oh, there's someone right next to me! And there's someone right next to me! Oh, no! no. <laughs> oh, I love my Detectives! Huh? You two are talking about each other. Doesn't sound like us. But wait, what's that symbol above the entrance to the cave? Looks like a footprint. Or a paw print. Or, dare I say... Please don't. A bear claw. Oh, now you've done it. I'm so sorry. Oh, run away! That claw above the cave must mean I'm in the right place. Into the volcano cave. Oh, it's so dark. Why would someone bring baking supplies in here? Hold on, a door, and behind it I can smell bread, and pastries, and cookies. I got to know what's making these amazing smells. It's a beautiful industrial kitchen inside a cave, complete with stainless steel gas ranges, big chandeliers everywhere, and a full staff of animal makers clearly being directed by a bear in a chef's hat. Bonjour. Wait. A bear in a chef's hat? Guilty as charged. I am Robert, the French baking bear. Welcome to my humble bake shop, Chocolat Croissant. You can't use your delicious pastries to change the subject. Robert, why did you steal my baking supplies? The truth is, I love to bake, but who wants to buy bread from a bear? Who wants to eat bear claws made with bear claws? I am simply too scary to run a real bakery. Oh, Robert, you're not scary to me. You know, I've been feeling lonely, too. Maybe we could bake together. You would want to bake avec moi, but what do we call a little partnership? How about the cakery? Ah, j'adore la cakery. Now, let's bake. A bear and a human baking together. It's a sight I thought I would never see. They combine their powers and sugar and flowers to show the world. to the town. Bread delivery. Everyone come and get these brand new baked creations. Wow, is that a salmon-infused baked Alaska? It sure is. And are these honeycomb-encrusted cupcakes? You betcha. And is that a bear claw in the shape of two bear claws holding a bear claw? 
Actually, that's just a bear claw being held by two actual bear claws. Bonjour. I want you all to meet my new baking partner and friend, Robert the Bear. Please, my friends, all I want to do is bake. I am sorry if I ever made you feel afraid. Before you all run from me in fear, is anyone willing to try one of our new baked creations? We will. <gasps> Detectives! That's right. Jarvis and I are here to face our fears. No longer will we jump at the sight of our own shadows. We will try the bear claw. Okay, here you go. Oh. Mm. Mm. That was... Incredible! We love you now. <laughs> See, Robert, they love you. Thank you, Becky, for bringing me out of that cave. And thank you, Bear, for being my friend. And thank you both for helping us get over our fears. Yes, we'll never be scared again. That being said, I'm afraid I'll never be able to stop eating these delicious treats from the cakery. Very good. <laughs> but seriously, do you think that could happen? The end. And now Lee speaks with the author. Hi, is this Milo and Theo? Yeah. Hi, Lee. <laughs> Wait, okay, so who's Milo? I'm Milo. And you're nine, right? Yeah, I'm nine. And Theo, you're seven. Yeah. And you two wrote this story together, right? Yeah. Can you tell me how you got the idea for the bear claw? Well, I'm always really good at cooking. And uh, I think that day we were going to bake something, but instead my mom suggested that we should write a story for Story Pirates. So and I said, yeah, sure. And since we're going to do cooking on that day. We decided to write a story about a, a bear claw, something to eat. Can you describe what a bear claw is for someone who doesn't know? A bear claw is like an almond pastry. And when you bake them, kind of looks like a bear and it's polished claws on. Mm-hmm. They're so good, right? Yeah. Is your mom a good baker? Yeah. She's really good. She always makes bread. So how do you make bread? Can you talk me through that? It's really simple. All you need is salt, water, and flour, and yeast. And yeast. Do you know what yeast is? I don't know what it's made out of, but I know you have to feed it every two weeks or so. It sounds like it's kind of alive. You have to feed it. Yeah, you have to feed it. It, it, it is alive. It's like a little baby. Gosh. And how does that work? You have to keep it in um, a jar, and you need it in the fridge. And you, like every two weeks or so, you take it out and feed it with water. Our mom's yeast is like 20 years old, but we're more like 10 years. No way. Really? Yeah. It's kind of like having a weird member of your family that lives in the fridge. Yeah. So is the yeast older than both of you? Yep. The yeast is like your older brother. Yeah. What does the yeast contribute to the bread? Like, how does it, what's the deal? It makes the bread rise. It does. Okay. And what does that mean? It rises. It gets bigger. And when it's risen enough, then you put it in the oven and you can cook it. Got it. Have you guys ever made a bear claw? Yeah, we actually did. We had bear claws yesterday for breakfast a few days ago. Two days ago, we made bear claws to celebrate. I'm so happy about that. Please enjoy those bear claws. Okay, I'll, we all will enjoy one extra just for you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Bye, Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a huge thanks to today's authors, Ruba, Milo, and Theo. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a wild and unpredictable movie director who makes the weirdest movies of all time. Tell us the name of the movie director, what kinds of movies they make, and why they're so weird. Most of all, tell us what audiences think of the movies your director makes. Do they like them? Why or why not? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week for part one of our season finale. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Mullady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, and Harry Wood. Our special guests were Satya Baba, Michael Longoria, Nicholas Dromard, Dominic Nolfi, and Quinn Van Antwerp. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Langston Darby, Petey Gibson, Rachel Jarofsky, Vanessa Magula, Peter McNerney, Josh Nasser, Emily Olcott, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Bad Art Werewolf was written and produced by Brendan O'Grady, vocal direction by Jack Mitchell. The Kakery Song was written by Harry Wood and produced by Jack Mitchell. You know, I feel really bad for the bad art werewolf, actually. It's just not super fun to just have to turn into a werewolf all of a sudden for any reason. I mean, I should know because I happen to be a werewolf myself. Except for me, I don't turn into a werewolf when I see bad art. For me, it's when Peter leaves dirty dishes in the sink. And instead of a werewolf, it's... It's more like an adorable kitten. But luckily, Peter knows this is a thing for me, so he doesn't leave dirty dishes in the sink, like, ever, which is super considerate. Actually, let's go to the kitchen right now and just see how considerate he's been. Okay, just opening the door of the kitchen, and yeah, there's the sink. As you can see, it's uh, full of dirty dishes. How does he even make so many dishes? How? I didn't even know we had that many spoons! Peter! Oh no! It's happening! I'm turning into a...